How's it going, everybody? I am AJ Cueve. Welcome to another episode of AJ Rants About. In this episode, I'm going to be ranting about the 2019 horror film, The Lodge. So I've been hearing quite a bit about this movie. I haven't heard anything specific about it, but I've been hearing that it felt like a mixture of Hereditary and Goodnight Mommy, which appropriately enough, Goodnight Mommy, the guys who wrote it, also wrote and directed this film. The way I watched it was that it's on Hulu for free. So I went ahead and watched that. You can also watch it on Amazon, YouTube. There's a lot of other places for it, but I have been hearing mixed reviews on the movie. I've heard some people praise it, say it was fantastic. I've heard others people say it was incredibly derivative and unoriginal. So I didn't know anything about what the actual plot was. So I went in fairly clean in that regard. And I'm pretty decent at trying to give movies fair shots. So the movie begins with... (laughs) So I mentioned a few seconds ago that it has uh, tones of hereditary. It opens up in a dollhouse. Very, very similar to Hereditary, which that right off the back, I'm just like, Hereditary kind of owns the creepy dollhouse, like the realistic looking, like uncomfortably realistic looking dollhouse. Hereditary owns that. So immediately I'm like, that's not good. But we meet uh, Alicia Silverstone's character, which I was high. I recognize her. I'm like, wait, she, she looks familiar. Couldn't exactly... Uh, recognize her. her name is irrelevant because she has her two kids and she's going to her ex-husband's house or separated husband's house and they see a woman uh kind of like they look at the window and they see her and she quickly walks away from the window they go inside the dad the husband's like oh yeah she's not here and then like you look in the backyard and you see her like walk out and close the gate and basically the whole scene serves to show that the husband and wife are separated but not formally divorced and so the husband's like I would like a divorce. I'm going to marry Grace. That's the the other woman. Then Alicia Silverstone's character has this painful smile. It's like, if you're unfamiliar with AJ Rants, I have very heavy spoilers during these little recaps. So stop listening if you don't want to have the movie spoiled. Alicia Silverstone's character is at home. She's like kind of straightening up the house, cup of wine. It's this really crazy shot where she... uh, is goes from like the little nook reading area walks to the kitchen calmly picks up a gun blows her brains out and the way i tried to explain the same way it happens in the shot because it's very very out of nowhere happens uncomfortably fast and as i was watching it i was just like oh um okay i'm in i'm in with this movie and so that's another kind of comparison easy comparison but hereditary doesn't own the killing off a marketed main character i would probably give that to scream or even frankly psycho but alicia silverstone she's a big name big draw she kills herself within the first like three minutes of the movie it cuts to the funeral where the kids are sad and everyone's sad and it's this really heartfelt and really sad moment where the daughter is like crying, pouring her heart out in bed. And the dad's just kind of trying to comfort her. And she's like, she can't go to heaven because she killed herself. And I believe it's a Catholic thing, the religion who believes that. But the the dad is just like, you know, we don't know what happens after we die. It's, it's okay. And she's like, no, she's like really kind of pouring her heart out. Like she can't go to heaven. It really is sad. And then the big brother comes in to comfort her and cut six months later. And the, dad and the kids are having dinner and he's like, Hey, I was thinking for Christmas, we can go up to the lodge. 
and we can bring Grace, the other woman. And it's interesting because at this point, they also make it clear that the dad did not marry Grace between the mom killing herself and now, which I think is, you know, pretty appropriate and definitely says a lot about his character. So that happens. The kids are like, no, you know, this is Christmas, first Christmas without mom. We don't want to do that. The dad's like, well, give her a chance. And fast forward and they agree to it. And what's uh, interesting here is they haven't shown Grace her face yet, or at least given us uh, a good look at her face. But the tone of the movie so far is playing her as kind of a, I don't know, kind of a creepy like ghost type character where like you see her for a second, she goes away and everyone, the only thing we've known about her is that she's basically a homewrecker, unfortunately. So that happens. And then the kids sneak into the dad's office. They go on his computer and they find these files and they find these like found footage clips of grace as a little girl where she's in a cult, like a creepy, horrible, think of a cliche, awful cult. And there's like literally like I was making the joke watching it from like Kimmy Schmidt. There's like the reverend character who's talking about fire and brimstone. I actually made a joke. The the backdrop of the scene, he's like on a, a pulpit and talking about damnation and you got God and your sins. You look in the background, there's just it, the walls littered with creepy kind of crooked looking crosses. And I'm just like, no positive place ever has had more than like three crosses on a wall. So that, that made me laugh, but you learn quickly that she, Grace came from a cult and obviously got out and we haven't met and we haven't met her yet, but that's the first time we've actually technically seen her is this little girl in this cult and it's clear she got out. So the next day they go and pick her up and they meet her and she looks lovely. She's very sweet. And she's like, hi guys, kind of thing. And the actress who plays her is Riley Co, uh, K-E-O-U-G-H, Koo, Co, and I recognize her from uh, Logan Lucky. She played the Lucky, the uh, the sister Logan, and she was also in It Comes at Night, Mad Max Fury Road, and American Honey, which I I didn't recognize her from Mad Max. She might be one of the uh, one of the like chicks who they're trying to protect. Also, didn't see It Comes at Night, which I want to because it's an A twenty four film. Anyway, so she's lovely, and they go up to the mountains. It's just like this way out. It reminded me a lot of the. Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Very, very barren area, very isolated, and they do a good job with the drive out there to establish scale of how far out this lodge is from comfort, I'll say, and familiarity. So they go way out there, and it's a beautiful house, beautiful lodge, and I'm going to go ahead and talk about it right now. The cinematography is really interesting because they angle the camera so that you're always seeing a lot of the ceiling and it's been happening the entire movie definitely up to this point and it doesn't let up throughout the entire film and it what it does is it helps kind of feel like a a dollhouse which is appropriate because as i mentioned in the opening scene the the rest of the movie keeps having this like juxtaposition to a dollhouse this really creepy dollhouse where like the dolls are tipped over And it's very, very creepy. And it's an exact replica of the lodge that the characters are now at. So they go out to the lodge, kind of do their thing. Basically, it's very, very clear that the kids are uncomfortable around Grace. Grace is trying her best to try to be nice to them and make them comfortable because she's also sympathetic that the kids died. And we're we're getting the tone that she's very warm 
and trying her best. And the dad certainly is too. And the kids really aren't giving her a chance. But at the same time, can you blame them? The mom committed suicide six months ago. And the way I thought of it too was like, if the parents were to just normally divorce, like normal bread and butter divorce, it would be an uncomfortable Christmas anyway, let alone the mom killing herself. So it's, I like, I appreciated the way the movie was able to have, uh, you were able to have empathy for both characters and both sides of the situation where the kids don't want to give Grace a chance and Grace is trying her best to be warm and welcoming to these kids. So after uh, a little while, the dad's like, all right, well, I got to go back to work. I'll come back, but it's just going to be a couple days. You guys here get to know each other a little bit. He goes out and that's when things start to go awry. So that night, Grace and the kids are watching a movie. Or actually, they're watching The Thing, the, the 80s The Thing. And she's like, can we watch something else? And so the kids are like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so the son's like, hey, do you want me to get the gas heater? And the daughter's like, yeah. So they go because it's cold in the in the house. So they, he gets a little gas heater. And Grace is like, is that safe inside? And he goes, yeah. Like, okay. They... They're heating themselves up with the gas heater, watching the movie, they fall asleep, and the next day is where things start getting weird. Everything decoration-wise, because it's Christmas, all the decorations are gone. All of their clothes are gone. All the food in the house is gone. Grace has been popping pills throughout the movie, purposely hiding a secret worth mentioning too, which I don't think they really touched up on, but she's been like popping these pills and no one else knows about it. And those are also gone. Everything in the house, like decoration wise and stuff is gone. And Grace is like, okay, kids, what, you know, are you doing? Give me the stuff. And the kids are like, we didn't do this. She's like, really? And so that she goes into their room and their clothes and stuff are missing as well. And she's like, what is happening? And things kind of keep building tension wise from there. This is a very atmospheric movie. It's scary. There's, I think I counted two jump scares, which is mostly just sound. It's two loud uh, changes in volume to kind of make you scared. But the movie is mostly scary in atmosphere, in tone. And like one great example was nighttime. Obviously, that's a great, uh, that's a great setting for some scary. And Grace is walking through the house and it's just quiet. And then you see a door slowly open, which is very cliche it's a staple in in scary movies to have a door just kind of creak open the kind of thing but the way this movie did it they kept showing that that door i guess is busting it just keeps doing that and so just it happening again that night nothing technically happened but it was still scary which i'm trying to really convey the tone that like nothing happening can still be scary and you're not upset by the end of it where you're like what nothing happened no because the whole time you're scared and you're trying to play off like i'm not that scared because again nothing happens just her walking through the house and that would be scary in reality so something else that keeps happening is grace keeps having these bad dreams and entering kind of these fugue states where all of a sudden she is standing above the kids beds and she has a gun in her hand there's a there was set up a little bit earlier before the dad left he's like hey by the way just in case you're out in the middle of nowhere, there's this gun in this uh, this safe, just in case. And it's revealed that Grace is a great shot. You know, she was tagging this tree from really far out. The dad was trying to explain how to use a gun. Clearly, she knows how to use it. So she has this horrible dream where, like, the reverend is ba- ba- back to get her. And then she wakes up and she's standing above the kids with a gun in her hand. She's like, what the freaking crap? 
And that happens a few times where she'll wake up and she doesn't know exactly where she is. And she's like, where is our stuff? And the kids are like, you're the one who's walking around the middle of the night. And Grace is like, what? So it's really like each person is blaming the other person for what the heck is happening in this house. And I'm kind of overlooking the creepy daughter who she has this doll that, and she has like this shrine to her mother and that is, ends up disappearing as well. So I'm going to keep fast forwarding. Like basically all their cell phones are dead. The dad's not picking up. And he said, and this is actually important. It's only going to be a few days. I will come back like December 25th. Grace looks at the clock and all of a sudden it says it's been January 9th. And she's like, what? So she changes it back to the appropriate day. And she's like, have you been messing with the clock to the sun? The sun's like, nope, not me. The next day it's back to January 9th and things keep unraveling from there. It's a real cabin fever type film and appropriately enough. And they know and that's why they use this cool shot that matches the shining where they do this really cool push out from the lodge, which is the same kind of push from the shining. So that's something that's worth mentioning too. the cinematography. Again, I mentioned with the, the composition and the framing of the shot, the way they, the director loves to do pull-ins and push-outs is great. And like the move, the camera's constantly moving inwards or being pushed away. And it's, it's great. It happens all the time in the movie. And it's a really interesting way to bring you closer to a character, but also kind of show you the world coming in on a character when their character's realizing, okay, something horrible is going on in this lodge. What the heck is happening? I also forgot to mention that there is a dog. Grace has a dog and the daughter's like, I always wanted a dog. Dad said I couldn't get one because he doesn't think I'd take care of it. And Grace is like, you know, I, I also had the same thing growing up. I couldn't get a dog. So when I got myself my independence and struck out on my own, I got myself a dog. And it's kind of like her opening up a little bit about her past, which she doesn't know that the daughter's familiar with. But she is also establishing the importance of what the dog is to her, what it means to her. So the dog has been chill and actually it made me laugh because basically the dog lays in its little bed the entire movie and that's basically where it goes until the dog is gone. And they're like, where's the dog? And no one wants to claim what happens to the dog. They're like, I don't know. That'll come back later. So eventually things keep building to the point where Grace is like, I'm going to go walk to town. We're running out of food. They're boiling snow to try to get water. She's like, I'm going to go walk to town. And the son's like, it's miles away in the storm. She's like, I'm going to have to do it. So he goes out or she goes out and the son's like, don't do not go. Don't go. She goes out, has this kind of trippy thing where she like sees the, a creepy house and the, the, I'm going to, I'm just going to call him the reverend is in it. And eventually she gets lost in the storm and she looks and she's staring at the lodge again. So she walks up to the lodge and kind of sees something in the snow, digs through the snow and finds a picture frame of the kids. And it says like in loving memory. And so she shows that to the kids and the kids are like, what does that mean? And at this point, the film is trying to give you the idea that they died because then literally the characters are talking about that and the kids find a, uh, like an obituary where it says the three of them died from gas inhalation and that basically they've been dead this entire time. And I appreciated that. I saw it coming. Because what I mentioned earlier with the daughter talking about mom can't go to heaven because she committed suicide. If they committed suicide accidentally, they accidentally inhaled the gas from the heater, then this lodge can basically be purgatory, which is interesting. I think it's a very interesting take to have 
on a ghost story. So the kids are like, we trying to pray and repent. They're like, it's the only way I can go to heaven. And Grace is like, you stop, stop doing that freaking crap. Stop. And so eventually it gets to the point where the son is like, I'll prove to you that this is purgatory. And he like runs away. Grace stays downstairs. All of a sudden she hears a scream from the daughter, runs up the stairs and sees that the son has hung himself from the attic. And Grace is like hyperventilating. And all of a sudden the son opens his eyes. He's like, see, we have to repent for our sins. It's the only way to get out of here. And Grace is like freaking out. And at that point, she basically snaps. And what's even more interesting is the camera cuts to the, the attic, the top of the attic where the son hung himself. And you see a speaker because throughout the movie, Grace has been hearing the, the reverend in her head. And there's also a harness, like a bungee uh, jump type harness. And so we're getting the very quick, like neck breaking twist of this was all a bit from the kids. This was all an elaborate prank. This basically breaks Grace. And so she goes outside into the snow. The kids are kind of talking. They're a little bit more open now. They're like, man, this is kind of kind of going a little far. And then they look and then all of a sudden Grace is coming back from the woods holding the dog that has been missing for a lot of this movie. The frozen dog. I very tastelessly kept making a pupsicle joke. Comes in and even the daughter's like, oh no, come on, man. We Oh God, we went way too far. And so she's like crying and they agree. They're like, okay, we have gone too far. We need to go ahead and come clean about this and get those pills because apparently she needed those pills <laughs> so they go try to talk to grace and create she's basically comatose at this point she's sitting on the porch holding this dead dog completely comatose out of it and they're like okay this is we've gone way too far so they go and like they've there's a hidden like wall thing in their basement where they have all the clothes and food and they try to find the pills they don't they don't not able to find it they come up and they give her like a jacket and they have their jackets on they're like hey you know, it was a joke. Sorry. We're, you know, we're we're kids kind of thing. And they're like, okay, we went way too far (laughs) that night. The kids hear a, a crackling noise from the living room and they go in there and they see there's a fire going in the fireplace. And Grace has these burning embers on the floor in front of the fireplace. And she's kneeling on the embers, burning her legs. And she's like praying, repenting, doing cult stuff. And the kids are like, Oh no. And so they spend the night very cleverly in the attic. They close, I assume they close the attic or something, but they're sleeping up there. And the next morning, the daughter's like, I got to go pee. And he's like, we can't go down there. She goes down there. Grace is there. And this really awesome scene where like the daughter is walking into the dark hallway. And then from the background, in the darkness, you see Grace's face kind of emerge for a split second before the camera cuts away from it. It's really cool. So that happens, and Grace goes up the stairs, like with the daughter, goes up the stairs to see the son. And at that point, the dad pulls up, and he's like, what is going Because he sees the, the dead dog in the living room. He saw the diorama back at the house, and he's like, hello? Hello? And then Grace and the two kids come down the the stairs, the uh, the attic stairs, and now they're sitting on like the second floor, standing on the second floor. The dad's like, okay, Grace, um, you good? And she has the gun in her hand. He's like, okay, let's not, let's not do anything crazy. And she's like, you don't understand. We're dead. This is punishment. And he's like, no, you're not dead. And she puts the gun to her head, pulls the trigger, click, nothing happens. 
and which is great because that is justified reason of why show the horrible gore of the initial kill because it establishes that this can happen in this movie so points the gun on her head pulls the trigger nothing happens points the gun at the father and shoots him in the head killing him and at this point i was convinced okay this is the third layer where the parents were in on it and this is a bit to punish the kids for playing the prank on them or on grace that doesn't happen and so all Three living characters are sitting at the dinner table with the dead dad also propped up at the dinner table and grace there's a recurring bit from the flashbacks of her in the cult where they have duct tape over their mouths with the word sin written on it she does that to the kids mouths and the camera looks at the gun which has about three bullets in it appropriately enough cut to credits that's the movie that rundown of the movie doesn't really give justice to what the movie is about and how the movie feels but plot wise that is basically what happens in the movie and as we all know sometimes the most simple of stories can make great movies it's not always about the destination it's about the journey and so i'm going to get into what i liked about the movie the cinematography was incredible i really really liked the super wide angle which made things look odd proportion wise and the way the camera always shows a ton of the ceiling hardly ever the ground made the movie look like it was actually being shot in a dollhouse which i really appreciate i like the composition of a lot of scenes where you'll have two characters kind of balancing each other on screen there's a great moment where grace is confronting the son who's an angsty teenager and he's sitting at a table like playing a game and reading a book rather and she's standing above him and the camera frames it so that they're both on uh, two-thirds of the screen and she's standing over him and so you're getting the tone of she's finally, she's taking an authoritative approach right now the acting was phenomenal uh, the, uh, the actress who who played grace is phenomenal riley co she was awesome in this movie she basically did most of the heavy lifting emotionally in this film the daughter played by leah McHugh, also was great because you know a little girl crying hyperventilating is you know that can be obnoxious and difficult to play but i was sympathetic to it the son, Aiden, played by Jaden Martell. I recognized him from It. He was also really good. The dad was good. The actresses are great. And I really do appreciate when they do the whole big actress in the marketing dies very early in the film. Alicia Silverstone was really, uh, I appreciate her for willing to do that. The movie's very scary stylistically, which I actually prefer that. I don't like jump scares. I've heard someone compare jump scares to tickling someone and them laughing. It's not funny. You're literally doing the most primitive like forceful way to get some to evoke an emotion and so jump scares just yeah you're scared because it's a loud noise and something happening very quickly it's tapping into your most basic nature to be scared of that tone and atmosphere to me takes significantly more skill that was really good i like the the minimum the minimalism of music there's not a lot of music, but every now and then you'll get like those string plucks kind of thing to act like a heartbeat. It's really good. I love that. I liked the story. As I was watching it, I kept talk, uh, telling myself, I appreciate the bravery to tell this kind of story because I feel like it could be really, really dumb to have the whole thing be a prank from the kids. It it worked in my opinion. I liked it a lot. I felt that the twist on the twist was very, very smart. I saw the initial twist coming and then I started seeing the second twist coming, but 
that doesn't take away from the fact of it being very brave to tell a story like this. And I'm sure a lot of people won't see the twists coming. And as you start seeing the first twist of them being in purgatory, I think a lot of people are going to get really excited about that. I was very excited about that. I think it's a really cool way to tell a story. It kind of reminds me of like the others kind of thing. I really appreciate that. So the bad. I really, really wish they would have done something different than the dollhouse. It's not fair to compare it to Hereditary, but Hereditary owns the creepy dollhouse. So having that be what's juxtaposition between the scenes, I, I really wish they would have done something else. Maybe sketches, creepy sketches. I don't think we've seen that a lot in movies. Like little girl drawing with like crayons or something, and that is what's revealed to be creepy. I think that would have been so much better than The Dollhouse just because it really is tough to not compare it to Hereditary in that regard. It paid off, but I think it just, it would, this is kind of being nitpicky because I don't have a lot of negative to say about this. That would have made the movie a, a bit more original, in my opinion, and helped it stand out and show what was even great about it. Because I feel like a lot of people are going to get hung up on it when it's literally the first thing you see in the movie. So, I'm going to give this movie a solid A-. I thought it was very, very good. I think the acting was phenomenal. A-, just because I'm giving it a minus doesn't mean it's bad. It's To me, if it would have been a tiny bit more original and a little bit more subtle with the second twist, I would have really appreciated it. But again, it's an A, which is obviously great fantastic i would recommend this movie this is one of the better horror movies that i've seen i really dig this new age of horror that we're doing the whole ari aster uh type movie which that dude is the the guy right now he's the current hitchcock i think this style of horror movie is great i can't wait to see what comes out more from it so like i said the lodge has been kind of back and forth on reviews on imdb it, ha- it currently has a 6.1 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 74%, which is very good. That's good. I know everyone is like, oh, it has to be like 100%. No, it doesn't. And especially horror movies, which tend to be more kind of uh, divisive. I think this was really, really good. Metacritic, it has a 64%. Google users gave it a 70%. I liked it a lot. It had a very limited theatrical release, so you can't really look at the box office for it. It had made $2.7 million, but I enjoyed the movie a lot. If there's any other movie you want for me to take a look at, let me know. Send me an email at genregeekscast at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Discord channel where we have all of our recommendations and interactive parts where if you want to be part of the show, do be part of our uh, the normal, the GG podcast. Go ahead and let us know through the Discord. And until next time, bye. Bye.